Good morning. Thanks for tuning in. This is Pastor Julie Lewis from Asbury United Methodist Church in Smyrna, Delaware, where we share the love of God and the good news of Jesus Christ in all we do. Oh, good morning. We're in the fourth installment of our series, Something's Gotta Give. And our scripture this morning is from Luke chapter 12, 22 to 34. And Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens, they neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouses nor barn, and yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your span of life? If then you are not able to do so small a thing as that, why do you worry about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? And do not keep striving for what you are to eat and what you are to drink, and do not keep worrying, for it is the nations of the world that strive after all these things, and your Father knows that you need them. Instead, strive for his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock. For it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Make purses for yourselves that do not wear out, an unfailing treasure in heaven, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For there, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now, I'm not sure if you can see this, but this is a symbol of the year 2020. A friend gave this to me for Christmas. It's an ornament with the year 2020 made out of a roll of toilet paper. Because that's what most of us will remember about the pandemic, right? Rolls of toilet paper flying off the shelves. People hoarding them, buying cartloads, leaving none for other people. Stores having having to ration them. And even then, for months, you had trouble finding it. Paper towels, hand sanitizer, and cleaning supplies had the same story. Most people just laughed at it at the beginning of the lockdown, thinking those people had lost their minds doing all that panic buying. But soon they discovered it was a real problem trying to get any of it, so soon everyone was looking for it and joining in the shopping spree. I mean, we've all seen it before, right? On the Delmarva Peninsula, especially whenever they call for snow, milk, and bread, and toilet paper, we really can't live without that fly off the shelves for the same reason. People are afraid they'll run out. As we talked about last week, fear can cause us to do some strange things, behave in ways we wouldn't normally act, and the pandemic really brought out a lot of fears, especially in regard to having enough. Enough toilet paper, enough money, enough food. A lot of us became hoarders in some way. People were all of a sudden willing to pay exorbitant amounts to acquire anything they felt they needed, going on trips out of state to find them if they needed to. And if we think it was just the U.S., we would be wrong. The same phenomenon was happening all around the world. What makes people buy all this stuff? 
hoard and stockpile. Just what are we afraid of? Are we really afraid that normal life will cease if we use the last roll of toilet paper in existence? What about you? Did the fear of a lack of toilet paper or any other product during the pandemic cause you anxiety, motivate you to seek them out any way you could? Did you build a secret stash in your basement or garage? Are you still finding yourself checking the stock in stores and fighting the urge to buy just to make sure? Maybe that wasn't you, but you probably know people that that describes to a T. But the truth is, we're all susceptible to this kind of reaction to the fear of not having enough. This behavior won't stop with the declaration one day that the pandemic is over. This fear can grip us, keep us in an emotional prison of sorts. Something's got to give. Jesus wants to set us free from all of that, to be able to act rationally and without fear in the face of shortages, in the face of day-to-day life and all its ups and downs. He speaks beautiful words of release and freedom in our passage today. So let's hear what he has to say and what it means for us as we live our lives in a world where we've been taught that what we own and our ability to own it matters to our quality of life. Now, if we take a good look, Jesus talks about our stuff and our money more than anything else in the Bible. He makes very radical statements about about it that are really hard to hear if we take them literally. In our passage this morning, he says to sell all your possessions and give alms. And for anyone who owns a home, a car, clothes, stocks and bonds, furniture, or anything else, to think that Jesus wants us to live in absolute poverty just doesn't sound right. That can be scary all on its own. And I will admit that many a good preacher has said that's exactly what Jesus means. Now, if you know the story of St. Francis of Assisi, you know that he was born a very rich man, and he enjoyed the pleasures of those riches for most of his life. But in riding out to do battle in the hopes that he'd become an official knight, God spoke to him and took hold of his life. Francis denounced his wealth, And using this very passage about selling all your possessions, vowed to never own anything again. He became a monk and founded an order that gained thousands of recruits that also took a vow of total poverty. But is that what God expects for everyone? I don't think so. Whenever Jesus speaks about money and possessions, the stuff we own or want to own, He's talking more about their power in our lives. Even Francis admitted that he didn't want to own anything, not because he felt he didn't need anything, but because he felt his possessions would own him. And there's a real reason for concern into relation what we own. Our stuff can own us if we don't have the right perspective. Now, in preparation for this message, I watched an episode of Hoarders. I had seen one before, but I hadn't watched it in a while. You know, the show that goes into the lives and homes of people who are extreme 
hoarders, quite unable to throw anything away. And it's become a mental health disorder that is such a problem with their lives that their lives and the lives of their loved ones are being systematically destroyed by all this stuff. I watched as a woman in her late 30s had her children taken away from her because their home was unfit. She said herself that her extreme shopping and there were thousands of dollars of stuff still in the Target bag she brought them home in had gotten out of control when she felt her marriage was failing. She knew that this drive to shop and buy to never get rid of anything was destroying her life and the lives of her husband and children, but she couldn't stop. The experts on these shows say that hoarding is an unhealthy response to a trauma or crisis, something brought on by our friend, fear. Fear of being out of control, fear of not being loved, of having value, fear of not having enough, fear of being left alone, which is quite crazy in my opinion because what they do when they hoard like this is push the very people out of their lives they're trying to hold on to. Now, yes, this is an extreme example, and most of us don't have a mentally unhealthy attachment to shopping and hoarding onto things, but most of us do have something or a collection of some things that we would definitely have trouble letting go of, of giving away or throwing away. I know that there are things I have in my home that mean a lot to me. There's an emotional attachment, usually because there's a memory associated with them. So I do understand that it's not the item per se, but the memory that goes with it. And I will say that toilet paper is not one of those things, though. Our attachment to things can become problematic, which is exactly what's happened with those extreme hoarders. But it didn't happen overnight. That attachment started small. Maybe just a memory, or it could have been that little rush of joy at owning something and the power it had to make you feel better about yourself, about your situation, even if only momentary. We love feeling happy, and there can be a lot of happy feelings when we get that new car, the new outfit, the new phone, or whatever it is. But somewhere down the line, we get addicted to that feeling that need to have something, and it can become a driving force in our lives. The sense of security and value that we get from owning the latest and greatest, of being able to know we can get what we want. And this is what Jesus is warning against, getting our sense of value, our sense of security, and believing our joy can only come from the material things in our life. For life is more than food and the body more than clothing, he says. Once we begin to believe that the stuff in our life and our ability to get those things is what gives it meaning, then it becomes a hard master and can take us to places we don't want to go. 
leaving us in a never-ending cycle of needing more and more to feel safe, that we are worth only what our bank account and our collection of things tell us, and it can actually destroy us. Those hoarders I saw on the show that had so much stuff, all that had come at a very high price, one they never would have paid if they had seen it coming. Their quality of life was terrible, often living in rat-infested homes, unable to cook or take a bath, broken relationships with their families, unable to have people come into their homes, so much anxiety attached to losing their stuff, the whole fear of missing out, of not having something they might need one day. When people were literally showing them the dirt and decay over all their stuff, they still didn't want to get rid of them. It was like all that stuff had become a part of who they were, and that's indeed what had happened. Jesus told the rich young man in Luke 18 to go and sell his possessions and give it to the poor. Remember, he went away sad because he had so much stuff. Jesus knew that when we can't let go of our possessions, then we don't own them anymore. They own us. And that is not what God wants for us. God wants us to be set free from our things and the value we place on them. God wants us to know that he loves us, cares for us, and that things will never give us what we truly want, what we really need. And that is the unconditional, unending love that our souls yearn for. That is the only thing that will give us the happiness and peace we long for in our lives, give us that joy that lasts forever. Jesus gives us a way to release our grip on those material things and break free from the grip they have on us. It's our faith in him that gives us the ability to break free as we shift our dependence on stuff to our dependence on God as our source of all good things. If we put our faith in God as provider, as the one who cares for us, the one who makes sure we have what we need, then we can be free of the fear we won't have enough. Fear will not be driving our sense of security, our sense of value, our sense of belonging. Pursue the kingdom, Jesus says, because the more we know about Jesus, the more we'll know that our value comes from within. The more value we'll see in the things that are truly important in life. One big positive about the pandemic is that in the midst of all we may have lost, we suddenly seem to gain a new perspective about many things in life, to see things previously taken for granted in a new light. Our families grew closer as they were forced to spend more time together. We realize the beauty of human contact. Once it was safe to do so, just giving a hug or shaking a hand came with that rush of joy, at least for me anyway. We learned how to enjoy living in the moment and not worrying too much about tomorrow, as Jesus said in Matthew 6, 34. 
the value and joy of being able to go to church and gather and worship, of serving in ministry in person, and being able to give, to really reach out and help someone in need. That these became the new ways to see our own value. We got outside and began to notice the beauty of creation, to feel that inner peace and joy and just being present, feeling connected to this world we call home. It was, and I hope it continues to be, a shift in what and who we found our value and in what we value. Trust me, God says. Trust me, not your things. When we find ourselves anxious and afraid that we won't have enough, when we begin to believe that our value in this world only comes from what we own, then Jesus calls to us, letting us know we can relax and let go. If God so cares for grass and birds, won't he also care for you? Will worrying about the next greatest, the best, and the biggest, the unending supply of toilet paper, bread, and milk bring you peace? Not really. Our possessions can be a prison as we get caught up in trying to get more, to keep what we have safe and secure, to pursue greatness through those possessions. If we really want that peace, the joy that comes with the knowledge that we will always have enough, we have to release our grip on our stuff and put our hands in the Savior's hands. It's a leap of faith. We will have to learn to trust God more and more as we let go of our notion that really we can control or keep or have dominion over anything. If we truly believe that our possessions have a hold on us, we can sell them all and live like St. Francis. But maybe there's something else Jesus is saying here. Don't let your possessions own you. Be willing to let them go, to purge, or even have them taken from you. But with everything God gives you, be ready to be good stewards, remembering that everything God gives to those who live in his kingdom are meant to be used for the good of all. Just remembering that it all belongs to God anyway takes the pressure off of us to try to keep it. Make sure you make good decisions to provide for your family. This is definitely one way to honor God and the gifts he has given you, but don't fall victim to the lie that you are what you own. Don't cling to the value you believe they give you so that you're not willing to let go. That's what happened with those hoarders. Be willing to give and willing to receive. We can't give or receive if our fists are closed around our stuff. God provides for those he loves, and that is all of us. Sometimes, though, he provides 
through our hands and the hands of others around us. When we are able to let go, to give our stuff away to help someone else, we break the grip our stuff has on us. And we receive the joy of giving. And once we can let go, we can finally take around, look around and see what is really important in our lives, our families, the time we spend together, the love we receive and are able to give. There is no way to purchase those, to hoard those. These are the real treasures of life that no one can destroy. Get rid of anything that has a grip on you. Use it all for the good of others. Don't let fear drive you to panic buy, to stockpile or hoard. They really did live good productive lives before toilet paper was even invented. All of our stuff is fleeting. It can't bring us the joy it claims. We can relax now. We don't need all that stuff to have a good life. So find your value, your joy, and your peace in the real treasures of life. And it begins with the love of God who calls you his own and knows what you need. Find your treasure in Jesus. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Amen.